Hello, beautiful soul, and welcome back to another episode of the Tangan Type podcast with me, Anne. And today I brought a wonderful friend of mine, and her name is Edja. Hello, <laughs> I'm Edja, and uh, I'm Turkish. I'm here in Germany for Erasmus for a year, and this is actually my last day. I will leave in a couple of hours. And <laughs> I should say that English is my second language, so I, I'm not the best speaker, maybe, but I will try my best. And yeah. Yeah, it's, I think it's the second language for the both of us, but that's why it feels so natural for me, actually, because like when I talk to you in English, it just doesn't feel forced or anything. But when I talk to my German friends in English, like it would be kind of a weird situation. But yeah, um, so I'd say we are going to talk a little bit about the Erasmus and also about maybe language if it comes up. And yeah, let's dive right in. So, Edge, <laughs> how was your Erasmus experience in Germany? Like, what was the most outstanding thing? Um, okay, uh, the most outstanding thing for me is the nature. Mm -hmm. But uh, for a general speaking, Erasmus is such a nice and different experience for me first of all i'm speaking english all the time and i'm i'm in a very different culture and everything is so different not only the language and the culture the products in the shops or the things i eat and the the air i breathe is also different and the sounds in the background while i'm talking to a friend is different and the nature like the whole course. experience yeah i yes, can totally every, understand everything that. everything is so different and it was at first hard to get used to mm -hmm. um but in time i just felt like i was a habitat in here so um at first it was um it was not good for me mm -hmm. the first semester at least because of the weather there was no shine sunshine and the weather was always gray mm -hmm. and i couldn't see a sunrise or sunset and it was kind of depressing and yeah. since it was so cold and rainy all the time i couldn't do any outdoor activities other than visiting some cities which were not as good as um you do in summer mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so in total you stayed here for two semesters mm -hmm. and the winter semester was like dark and yeah it's always like that for me like the winter is such a challenging time because I for me it's also really challenging because I go through like seasonal depression phases and as soon as I don't get a little bit of sun on a day I just know that my vitamin d is dropping mm -hmm. <laughs> and i just i'm just not happy anymore but i'm trying to regulate it a little better this winter at least but how was the summer <laughs> oh summer was completely a different episode for me um first of all i quitted going to parties because that was the only activity in the winter semester almost <laughs> and then um I started spending more time in the nature, in the parks, and um, I 
I tried to travel as much as I can. Yes, yes. Uh, it was so nice. And our friend groups were set and mm -hmm. we had more connection and yeah, uh, deeper the, connection. Yes. Yeah. That's why uh, it was even better. When when did we meet? We met. We met like in the second semester. In the second semester, me. but like a little late already, right? Yeah, yeah. Yeah. So, Edge uh, and I, we um, actually took the same linguistics seminar. Wait, what was it even about? I don't. Reading. Readings and linguistics. And linguistics. Yeah, it was nice, kind of. <laughs> <laughs> but the best part was that um, we were becoming seating neighbors and we were becoming friends and it was so nice so I remember quite vividly how the first day I saw Edja because she had her presentation like right away you were like mm -hmm. the one of the first people mm -hmm. at least to present um in this seminar and when I saw her I don't know she had like she has the greatest aura she's like she's glowing when you look at her she's so pretty and she likes takes the whole room <laughs> I cannot describe it really well but it was so sweet and I I was in my head like okay I need to talk to her at some point in the semester but I was also like in my mind like okay it has time you know doesn't need to be forest right now or anything and obviously I was correct and it did happen like it was supposed to in the end but I wish I talked to you earlier because then I found out that you were going to be leaving mm -hmm. in, at, by the end of August and it, it's there today. But we spent a great summer to, to, together, I'd say, yeah. First of all, thank you so much for the amazing comments, Watney. <laughs> and I also felt the same about you when I first saw you. You know, you just feel it. And when you start talking to each other, you just know that, uh, okay, you guys can get along. Yeah. And it was like that. It was just so easy conversation with you. It was yeah. just flowing. And you're like, okay, I can be uh, friends with her. Yeah, and yeah, yeah. I think the... the um... One thing I remember about our first conversation was that you said like, oh, yeah, you, you stuck out to me because uh, you you don't play a role or anything oh, like yes. that. Remember? Yes, yeah. I, I do. It I was do. such a nice compliment because when you're at university and especially, okay, so I don't want to offend anyone, but when, so we study with a lot of people that are going to be teachers and <laughs> they're a little bit stuck up so they always do everything on time and they're so punctual and like perfect and like mm -hmm. I guess like we were a little bit chaotic <laughs> or you know I felt like we were complementing our chaotic energies into a very nice friendship yeah and then we met up like every other Friday or so mm -hmm. <laughs> mm -hmm. and we were lying in the grass many times hanging out together that was very nice yeah you asked me uh, what are your highlights and you definitely are a highlight of my experience That's so sweet. And the time i spent with you um, the um we were going to uh nice parks and just chilling um having our nice blankets and some um, natural nice food and just talking to each other and the our conversations were always so inspiring and i had 
when I left you, I always feel like, okay, I I got my inspiration today. And <laughs> that, that was just so relaxing. And my mind felt like it got its food. <laughs> <laughs> That's so sweet. I remember like one of the first meetings, I told you like, oh, I want to do a podcast. I think I was still like thinking about the mm -hmm. idea of like starting a podcast back then. And uh, then I said to you, like, oh, we should do one episode together. Mm -hmm. And we postponed, like, we kept postponing <laughs> it until the very last day, <laughs> obviously. But I'm so glad that we um, did it because now we always have something to listen back to, I guess. And I love that. So what what are you going to bring home from your Erasmus experience? Like, what, what mm. thoughts, what inspirations what lifestyles maybe well that's that's really nice nice question um first of all um when i look at my life in turkey and mm -hmm. um, after this one year i feel like i have changed a lot and of course i will change a lot of things for example i will keep doing our routine uh, parts things in turkey i will do mm -hmm. that i will there, there is a nice forest uh, in my campus yeah. university campus and i will just go there and maybe um, i will do some meditation yes, and yes. i will just um relax my mind and um i will uh, try to live um more minimalistic i would say and um i will try to leave my expectations and concentrating on the moment and try to feel my best potential. Yeah, 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 I love that. And why again did you choose Germany? <laughs> okay. Um, I, I came to Germany when I was little for the first time and I liked it very much. And then I always had in my mind, ah, I have to go there. And uh, when I was applying for university, I wanted to come to Germany and do my bachelor here, but mm -hmm. I couldn't do it for some reason. And then um, for Erasmus, I just knew it because I already knew some German and I wanted to uh, get better at it. <laughs> and well. could you improve your language skills? <laughs> well. <laughs> well improve my turkish <laughs> and there are lots of turkish people here maybe um of course i um i'm better at german now mm -hmm. uh, i can communicate very well and i can tell everything i need and i can understand it very well and i think that's enough for the communication but i will definitely study more when i go back but uh, most of the time I was speaking English or... Yeah, yeah. Uh, but you know, you improved your English a lot. And mm -hmm. I think you're underestimating your German skills a little. Because one time I heard her uh, like saying th something in German in the bakery. And I was like, wait, she's speaking German? <laughs> I was so confused for a second there. Mm -hmm. But yeah. And um, another thing like we were already talking about before I think was again like coming back to potential and like uh, seeing your potential and stuff um, when you go abroad for I mean a year is such a long time but when you actually then also can enjoy the experience and like make make your life 
expand in some ways, then like you can take home this feeling of, you know, you can be yourself anywhere you go and you can like expand your reality everywhere you go and take this side of yourself home with you again. And I think it's like this, this was something at least that I also felt like um, when I went abroad to Ireland for a few months and I came back to Germany, then my my vision of myself was just expanded and I was like not stuck up this, like sticking to this version in my head that was like being in Germany all the time, you know. I think this is something that you will take home with you as well. Definitely, you're so right. I remember a lot of times that I told myself, oh my God, this is such a different lifestyle or mm -hmm. different reality. This definitely expanded my realization of the life and how people are living their lives. And there are lots of possibilities and distinct souls in our world and yeah. seeing them knowing them and listening to them expanded mine also yeah yeah and i will definitely take them home maybe i cannot remember everything i know but it here. will be stored somewhere yes definitely yeah. i also believe that that, that i gained something even and even though i don't remember i understood them and there was a lesson and i learned and i become better or yeah I, I grew. Yeah. So uh, one major difference we um, before talked about was like this aspect of community. Maybe mm -hmm. we can get into that topic a little bit because you had like a little theory there. You want to um, say it? Uh, in, in which like uh, there are some people who are like robots. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I think it was that. Yeah. Yeah, like I said, like you said, I don't want to offend anybody, but um, I feel like some people are actually living. They are at the moment they are feeling and they are reflecting. Yeah. But some people they are just um, existing. Definitely. Yeah. You're so right. I I saw this one quote today, and it said like there will never be a happier version of yourself than right now like you have to cherish the what is there right now and we have to like you know live the moment mm -hmm. to make it able to like path a bright future for us so yeah and this is what you did in germany <laughs> definitely and I also wanna add something about um, living alone. Mm -hmm. This gained me a lot of things. And this is the first time I'm living alone because I was living with my parents back in Turkey. Mm -hmm. And now I, I feel like I'm free, but not only in the way I can go anywhere, I can buy anything, anytime, that's not it. But I can also think anything mm -hmm. and mm -hmm. I can... I can only decide everything according to only me and myself. Yeah, yeah. And this is just uh, better. This is the best way to get to know myself. Yeah, this is so true. Yeah, you're so right. I uh, felt the same way. Like when I moved out, it was not about that. Obviously, like it had a little role, <laughs> like it played a little role. 
when I moved out, like I wanted to stay out longer and, you know, do whatever I wanted. But the main aspect of moving, moving out and living by yourself is actually taking care of yourself and like being responsible for your own actions. And this is something I could like beforehand, I was able to just escape my own actions. But when I moved out, I actually had to like live with the results of my own actions. And this is a huge challenge, but I grew, grew a lot like with this challenge. And so did you probably. Yeah. yeah because you took the whole responsibility for yourself. Yeah. So that's a life changing thing for you. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. So one more thing about community, like how did you experience community differently in Germany than in Turkey? Mm. Uh, people here are definitely more individualists. Individualists? Yeah. Yes. And um, it was very different uh, than in Turkey. But it was not only in a bad way, but it was nice for a good way also. I've seen that people are living and doing stuff for themselves mm -hmm, only mm -hmm. and there is not uh, much a community sense mm -hmm. for them um sometimes it felt kind of lonely yeah yeah time but uh i got used to it and i felt i i should do the same yeah so the thing is really um sometimes i struggle a lot like that there is not this community like when you walk on the street there is no one standing in front of their door and talking to their neighbor and stuff and like whenever I visited like countries that are more south so I actually never been to Turkey before but um, I I felt like that people would take care of their neighbors and people would oh. take care of their you know grandparents like mm -hmm. you know it's and um, obviously it's not for everyone like that it's not that in Germany, but um, for many people, it's that they're very individualist. And sometimes I struggle with finding my community and finding my like friends that are, I don't know, that are also down to working on themselves and keep working on themselves and keep evolving and keep learning about themselves. But this is something that felt so easy with you as well, because like we connected and then we like we had just such easy conversations so I felt like we created a small community you know yes definitely and a true friendship really. yeah yeah and it like it doesn't depend on how how long we um, have been friends already but it's just that you know that connection it It's just there. <laughs> yeah, the time doesn't matter. The quality does. Yeah. Definitely. And I realized those things in the streets, in school, for example, in the streets, I saw a lot of homeless people. And then I was... In Germany? Yes. Yeah. I was talking to a, a German friend of mine mm -hmm. and I asked him why there are many, I don't know, crazy people or mm -hmm. homeless people in here. And uh, first of all, of course, um, government pays them. Mm -hmm. But also their family don't take care of them mm -hmm. but, but in Turkey they would mm -hmm, so mm -hmm. that's why they're not on the street but sometimes mm -hmm. causing problems at home yeah I think it's maybe a um, huge cultural difference mm -hmm. there 
um yeah but i am not too well informed on that i just also just see the results and like it, it makes me think so i wanted to say one more thing about community finding your community and finding people that are like-minded and that are willing to grow is just a beautiful thing and i would love to expand it in germany as well um but also it's not restricted to germany only so this is what i find so beautiful and this is also what's giving me hope mm -hmm. because like you're turkish and you live or you're going to be living in turkey again mm -hmm. <laughs> uh, from this evening on but like we're still somehow connected and it's not through oh it's not to uh, through space or we not we don't share the same space but we do share the same timeline and the same somewhat reality and we can exchange our experiences all the time so that's nice yes that's also one of the things that gives me hope <laughs> and excitement about the future yes yes Okay, so Edge, what are you studying? <laughs> I study linguistics and I'm doing my minor in psychology. Mm -hmm. I think they both go good together. Yeah, they go really well together. I um, don't study psychology, I study sociology and uh, linguistics, but they also go really well together mm -hmm. because sociology is more like the the psychology of like A community <laughs> I'd say Definitely. so um yeah and how did you why did you choose to study linguistics like what was appealing to you about that uh, I I knew I was gonna study it since I was a child I mean not linguistic but something related to languages I was always so interested and I was like oh my god why are we calling this table but not yeah. something else I mean this was the first thing mm -hmm. I learned in the first lesson yeah <laughs> but still there were many things that interested me like we're talking we can talk how how, mm -hmm. how come mm -hmm. how can we and, and how come like even we who like grew up in totally different backgrounds and mm -hmm. totally like different countries even like we can still find a common ground through english and share experiences through english like it's so nice yes and i i just love talking like this is also why I chose to do the podcast in English mm -hmm. because I just love to connect to people all over the world mm -hmm. and you're just a prime example because you're <laughs> you're like you're right there and we connected so nicely but yes L language is the thing that connects us and sometimes we, but separate us yeah that it is so important it's the it's the base of our lives mm -hmm. we, we can we are alive and we came to this point in the human evolution mm -hmm. just because we can talk and yeah. we can think yeah do you think that talking determines thinking or that thinking determines talking what do mm. you um all right in this sense to some extent yes mm -hmm. uh, it is not the core determinant mm -hmm. but um i believe that there is there is a strong connection and also um, what we think is in our language and what we have in our language are are in minds mm -hmm. are in thoughts so um i believe that uh languages affect uh thought mm -hmm. to some extent mm -hmm. 
So what um, got me interested in studying language actually was this Safir-Wolf theory. Mm -hmm. um, so for those of you who are not studying linguistics, <laughs> it's basically that um, the background or the language that you grow up with or that is your native language determines the categories that you have in your brain. So for example, um, it would be that a Russian speaker, they have multiple words for blue and they would see every kind of blue like a different color but not you know we would also be able to differentiate between like light blue and dark blue but they have like different names it's like green and blue for them and also they say like um there is some research done with russian speakers on like exactly this topic and um it's that russian speakers are able to differentiate quicker between the shades of blue because they just have the categories for it. Yeah, yeah but that's that's really amazing. I mean, a language evolved because of need. Mm -hmm. So what we needed in our society or in our outer world or mm -hmm. our surroundings affected our language. Mm -hmm. So, for example, I think it was Hopi language or uh, I'm, I'm not really sure now, but there are some languages that have lots of words for snow yeah, or, yeah. or dessert or any mm -hmm. uh, outer world experience mm -hmm, mm -hmm. because they needed to identify them. Yeah they, yeah, they had the need. That's why they identified it and they had their, in, their language through conventional usage. And then they had the perception mm -hmm. because I, I also believe that when you name something, you can um, identify it or appreciate it yeah. and perceive it yeah, yeah. better. Yeah, that's so true. Like, you can totally speak things into existence. Like, our mind is, is capable of manifesting everything that is on the outside world and I'm just also so interested in language change in that aspect because language changes over time and our consciousness has changed over time so so one more thing I wanted to add concerning language and consciousness is that I found a very interesting podcast um, from Joe Rogan with Paul Stamets. I think it's episode 1000 something. So there's two episodes with Paul Stamets actually, but go and listen to the first one first because it's so like, I don't know, it's literally reality shattering when you listen <laughs> to it, but it was so nice. Anyway, um, Paul Stamets, he scratched the surface on a topic that I found really interesting. And um, it's, what was it called? stone ape theory stone ape theory yes stone ape theory and it says that apes mm -hmm. were collecting food obviously to live and you have to think mushrooms um are 30 percent of what we call life on earth you know and when they were collecting food there is a high probability that they were collecting mushrooms to eat something so um, mushrooms you know they either they can nourish you they can also you know kill you but they can some make you high <laughs> but um, the thing is that 
consciousness, like from this stone ape theory, seen from this stone ape theory, evolved through eating mushrooms. And language, or the the center where in the brain where language developed, evolved from mushrooms. So, what do you want to add to that? Yes, um, I I was also watching um, the commentary about it, and it, it said that um, mushrooms are uh, helping our brains to form neural or neural connections, and they are using uh, different paths, the mm -hmm. neurons. So, uh, your creativity, your imagination, or uh, many parts in your brain are activated, mm -hmm. and they are using uh, distinct uh, ways of uh, connecting ideas. Mm -hmm. So. Uh, I I also to some extent agree that or believe that it's not so uh, it's not so far fetched yeah to think that um, when we ate mushrooms are we evolved or our brains evolved in a more complex sense mm -hmm. so we could even think about bigger things, more mm -hmm. abstract things, mm -hmm. or um, complex way of thinking we mm -hmm. developed. Mm -hmm. Yeah, and also, like, just imagining that those, like, apes were all of a sudden confronted with these, like, high highly geometric, like, patterns and stuff. Like, they were probably thinking, oh, my God, this is so crazy. <laughs> But, like, they were forming new pathways in the brain, and then consciousness must have evolved until to what it is today so i highly recommend reading into it if you are interested about this topic but um something to consider definitely. yeah something like... to consider yeah and like it's so crazy that just because it's considered like a psychedelic drug like there was a drug war on it just because it's considered you know a drug a category mm -hmm. In our brain you know it's just like this word drug is just a category that someone over time evolved and like connotated so negatively to the point that it's now illegal in many countries in the world you know of course, of course and like this is politics yeah this is also what language can do mm -hmm. because it gives off the wrong connotations for this kind of experience but yeah They're already doing it actually with language, uh, with their specific usage of uh, words. They are connotating different meanings mm -hmm. to society. For example, mm -hmm. for abortion, there is a killing babies. So. Yeah, yeah. The word embryo was supposed to be um, like taken out of the dictionary in some country. I, I don't know. I'm not quite sure if it's USA, but I definitely know that the word embryo was supposed to like go from the dictionary because when you just have the word baby it sounds more like a baby instead of a cell mass you know mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. that's crazy what language can do yeah so okay i also believe that when when i name things they are become more visible for me even abstract things for example when when i name an emotion I can feel it better. Mm -hmm. I can feel it more strongly. Like yeah. when I said, "Okay, I'm, I'm happy," or "I'm jealous." Mm -hmm. Th this 
makes it real yeah this makes it yeah, a so reality right. yeah i this is also what like draws me into poetry so much because you can play with words to a certain point where they feel like emotions so whenever i write a poem i'm not trying to write the poem to like deliver words but delivering emotions you know oh, that's so nice. yeah and i i feel like it's a very strong connection between like emotions and words and stuff so how do you think language has evolved like how do you think it has you know reached the point where it is today okay so um of course there are many theories mm -hmm. uh i can talk about them for the background information uh, i don't quite remember the exact names like poo poo or some pop pop theory and all mm -hmm. they are saying that language evolved through imitation of the nature mm -hmm, mm -hmm. but this is not the case because um, the those words are so limited in the language and this way we couldn't form an abstract mm -hmm, mm -hmm. thing in, in the language so um what i think personally not it doesn't have a, any scientific ground it mm -hmm. just might thought but maybe we maybe it evolved like uh, a child who's um, acquiring a language mm -hmm. like for the first stage in the bubbling stage they are just um, bringing together a consonant and a vowel like mm -hmm. baba gaga and all mm -hmm. and then they are forming one sentences and these one I'm um, not one word and this one word is actually a sentence for him for example mm -hmm. then he says book he wants to say can you give me the book for yeah, example yeah. and then two words stage and all and mm -hmm. i think that in the human evolution it's uh, evolved like this the language and of course it has a strong connection with the cognition it's a cognitive skill language mm -hmm. so uh, when our other cognitive skills expanded like reasoning mm -hmm. ab abstract thinking mm -hmm. these also affected uh, our uh, language and the maybe the most important thing is creativity mm -hmm. because with it is the core element of languages mm -hmm. they are creative you can create a sentence from a ground mm -hmm. that no one has ever heard before or you haven't produced before mm -hmm, mm -hmm. so this way um with other cognitive skills and of our i think it was our frontal lobe our cerebral uh, cortex evolved and uh, with our other cognitive skills our language evolved then we uh, started like babbling and try to uh feel um try to communicate mm -hmm. and this is also a very important part that humans are social animals. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. So for us, communicating was so important. Yeah. And we needed to have better information uh, about people or other people or our surroundings mm -hmm. as our surroundings expanded. Mm -hmm. We uh, went to and expanded our... Um, outer world mm -hmm. we uh needed to communicate about it yeah we needed to communicate like, dangers and like mm -hmm. there was a tiger so we have to name the tiger so mm -hmm. the 
other people don't get eaten up by tigers in the future. Yeah, that's that's that totally makes sense in my mind. Um, okay. Um, let's just like wrap it up now. Then I guess. All right. <clears throat> so um, I think this was a very nice conversation. We scratched the surface on language a little bit, and we also talked about community and Erasmus and, and anything else. But do you want to add anything? Maybe. I'm I'm just uh, happy. I really happy at the moment, and yeah. Uh, it was nice to pour out these things mm -hmm. and finally doing this yes, podcast. Yes. This is my first podcast and I hope this might be the last. <laughs> yes, I hope so too. Yeah, I really like it. It's, yeah. it's quite interesting. It's, it's so much fun because mm -hmm. you can pour your creative energy into mm -hmm. like creating something that is actually there in the end. But also, like I, I try to not pressure myself too much when doing it because I'm I don't want to do this podcast to please my ego or in any an ego in any way you know so it's just a real conversation <laughs> between Definitely. the both of us i so, also feel no pressure at all like having a regular normal conversation with you yeah <laughs> yeah and i wish we would have recorded some of our earlier conversations mm -hmm. earlier because they were so nice yeah but We still have plenty of time in the future to do to redo episodes, maybe uh, redo That's podcasts, nice. maybe yeah. But I wanted to say one more time, like it was so amazing that we got to meet each other, and it was such a pleasant experience. Like I also like told you before, before I met you, I I thought like I I had my bubble of friends and I don't want to expand them you know and it's always it was always so hard for me to talk to new people and then like all of a sudden we just started talking and it just like clicked and it was so fun and I I'm so glad that we could like share so much of our experiences and so amazing meeting you so thank you so so much for this half year <laughs> yes and i also want to thank you for your existence only. i mean <laughs> so even even um i let go of all the nice things you have given me your, your you have shared your beautiful mind with me and it so was sweet. it was so inspiring and it just felt so good i i felt like my soul was gently um petted <laughs> that's so sweet like that's a sweet metaphor i think it's the sweetest metaphor i've ever heard <laughs> uh yeah okay you people uh we still we now need some time to say goodbye to us because i'm just going to leave in an hour and mm -hmm. go to the airport to fly back to Turkey, which is the saddest thing that mm -hmm. has happened to me in a long while. But also, I I am very sure that we won't have any problems um, talking to each other in the future and, yes. and I sharing have, our thoughts. I have no doubt that we will uh, see each other in yes. some point. Yes, absolutely. Uh, like, I just trust the universe so much sometimes. Obviously, I don't, like... I'm not just gonna let it like go away you know it's just everything is just going to happen as it should and I trust so much that 
like you're gonna come here again and I'm gonna visit you in Turkey and I'm so excited especially like as soon as it gets a little bit a wintery here <laughs> yes. I think I will need to find yeah. a way to find the sun <laughs> especially then <laughs> but yeah so thank you so much for listening to this episode and um, you can always leave me a review and I will talk to you in a week bye people bye